Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, not about our pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, the podcast born from you telling your friend they need to listen to something, them telling you they will, and then both of you knowing it's not going to happen. Not doing it. I am the co-host, Brand. I'm here with my co-host, Scott. Hey, hey, how's it going? It's been a long road to get here. We've been waiting a while for this, at least. I mean, by we, I mean me, myself, yeah. and I have right. been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> the royal we. The royal we, correct. But this, the, maybe nothing that we've covered is farther from the UK than what we're listening to today. <laughs> yeah. Because today we're here to talk about Ferrari Boys. Ferrari the collab Boys. album by Gucci Mane and Waka Flocka Flame. With a Z, of course. Oh, of course with a Z. I, di- I didn't realize it when I wrote it down. It came out in 2011, Scott. There it, it was had to be no a chance. There was no chance there was an S anywhere near I know. this record. I, I don't know what I was thinking. So we're doing this record, but we will. It doesn't even matter what you say here. There will sure. be at least an episode on Gucci Mane alone and a, yep. an episode on Walk Alone at some point, probably. Yeah. So I don't, I don't go into them super in depth, but sure. let's just, I got some notes here. Jump in when you feel Let's get into something. Ferrari Boys is a collaborative studio album by American rappers Gucci Mane and Waka Flocka Flame. Yes, it is. And, and and guests. There are there are features on here. But before this, you had said you maybe heard one Waka Flocka song. And yeah, I think it was, was the one with MGK. The Wild Boy track. Wild Boys, MGK. yeah. I'm gonna be honest, the 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 energy and the vibe of that track when it came out. Oh yeah. boy, was I into that. You were in? Yeah. I actually really enjoyed rapping MGK. Like when he came I out liked, and he was repping Cleveland super hard. I liked Lace Up. I think that was, yes. he was going real hard repping Cleveland. And then um, that was when he was independent. And then he got a deal with like, did he get a deal with Diddy? I don't know. Oh, that, maybe. That sounds, then, that sounds then like Then I familiar. think that record came out and it didn't hit for me. Because he yeah. wasn't like, like MGK used to rap really fast. Yeah, it was it was more of a mainstream style than him going hard at bars. But this is an yeah. MGK. Episode. This is an MGK. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but Gucci Mane, you your your familiarity with Gucci Mane, I'm guessing, was almost non-existent. It was zero. I'm pretty sure. Well, didn't he? Okay, I might be wrong. I might be thinking of somebody else. But I think you sent me a song 
yes from him rapping about one of the migos that died yes i did yeah was, so so weirdly enough that the the tribute song to yeah. take off was your first gucci that was experience. It. yeah wow yeah, that's that wild that. yeah I'm gonna say you probably had heard he was he probably did a feature maybe on a TI record you may have heard at some point. That might be that might be something. But I but, I wasn't paying attention. So Radrick Delontic Davis, professionally known as Gucci Mane, Whoa. is an American rapper and record executive. Oh. He helped pioneer the hip-hop subgenre of trap music alongside fellow Atlanta-based rappers TI and Young Jeezy, particularly in the 2000s and and 2010s. Okay. So they're like they all three of those out of Atlanta were kind of the, you know, pushing trap music to new heights, if you will. Right. Yeah. To date, Gucci has released 14 studio albums, two collaborative albums, six compilation records, one soundtrack, eight EPs. And this is where Gucci gets Gucci. 75 mixtapes. God damn. And 100 singles. And that includes 52 with him as a feature artist. Wow. So then we move on to the other half of this uh, this illustrious duo here. Waka. Joaquin James Malfers. Oh, okay. also, I forgot to give you Gucci Mane's birthday because I know you like to know where you sit with ages on these. Yeah, I do. Uh, Gucci Mane was born February 12th, 1980. Oh, he's close to my age. So then Joaquin James Malfers, born May 31st, 1986. I was going to say he's younger. Known professionally as Waka Flocka Flame as an American rapper. Signing to 1017 Brick Squad and Warner Brothers Records in 09, he became a mainstream artist with the release of his singles OLED Do It, Hard Into Paint, and No Hands, with the latter peaking at number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100. Oh, wow. Good for him. So he had a... There was a hit there. There was a, there was a hit there. Bim's nephew. Bimmy? Yeah. He shouted him out in one of the songs. He's... Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were throwing something I was supposed to know. I thought I was like, who's this? Who's Bim? What was... Wasn't there a show that we watched about hip hop? Man, it was like who ran what cities. Bim and Waka's mom were featured on that show. Maybe, maybe I just watched it and you didn't. It sounds like I'd never seen this in my life. But you know some some facts know, about Waka yeah. already then, and things like that, like a, that his like mom, a tiny bit. His mom's like in charge of like. I'll get there. Uh, it's in the notes. Okay. Today, Waka has released two studio albums. Mm-hmm. 41 singles and 28 mixtapes wow he's so prolific on the mixtapes as well cu- coming up with gucci trying to match that 75 mixtapes waka's mother deborah anthony is gucci main's former manager and ceo of so icy mizay entertainment yeah okay yeah she, now, she's a big deal we'll get to it in the cleanup Gucci folded So Icy and and left Mizay Entertainment, and that's when he created 1017 Brick Squad, 1017 Brick Squad off of it. But oh, and Waka was still cool with them and did this record. Um, this was no, this was on his this was the first record on 1017 Brick Squad, which was like a shoot off of So Icy at the time. Like oh, so okay. Icy, he was kind of just changing So Icy into 1017, I believe. Gotcha. Because they kept saying 1017 throughout the record. It was more of an independent like record label than so closely associated with Mizay Entertainment, I guess. Okay. We'll get to it in the cleanup. It's kind of a mess, but we'll get to, we'll get to that <laughs> in the cleanup. Okay. The name Waka. I figured you would want to know how he got yeah. his name Waka Flocka I mean, Flame. Joaquin, I'm assuming. Well, Waka was given the name Waka by his cousin after Fozzie Bear's catchphrase. I was gonna I was gonna guess that too. Yep. 
So waka waka waka. So that is how we got Waka. And then when he met Gucci Mane at 19, Gucci Mane actually gave him Flock of Flame on the end. Oh, okay. Because Gucci Mane is just kind of that guy. Because he's just that dude. Waka, and he was like, Waka Flock of Flame, baby. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Ferrari Boys was originally scheduled for June 21st, 2011. Okay. But was delayed and later released on August 9th. So it officially released on August 9th, which in while while researching this, it also says there was a there was an interview Waka did with Hip Hop DX where he said that this this record was recorded and finished in two weeks. Wow. So that either means that they did it a while ago and mm-hmm. then couldn't get something cleared, maybe, or it was scheduled to come out. They were like, oh, shit, we got to get this record done and then did it in two weeks. Or waiting that month inside. Or they did it. Somebody else was releasing a bigger record that week. And they're like, oh, we should we should push back. Well, there was also a time in during this time, I think, when the record was coming out, Gucci may have been in jail or was just arrested. Okay. So like that plays into it, too. It was part of the Hip Hop DX interview where she uh, the interviewer says, so you recorded this prior to to Gucci's arrest earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And then Walker said, yeah, it only took like a week, two weeks, if I'm being honest, probably. Wow. And then they they were actually mentioning that do you guys, you're such different styles. He's laid back. You have the energy. Was there mm-hmm. ever any arguments in the studio? And Walker said, no, we're so on the same page. We never argue. We both know where we want to go with this. Hey. That's a, that's a good working relationship there. Yeah, for sure. So it came out August 2011, Scott. August 9th, 2011. 2011. I have other albums released August 2011. And Tell me where I was. I always thought that maybe my biggest blind spot was like late 80s, 90s stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the shit. I, I may have been listening <laughs> to four albums total the entire year of 2011. In all of 2011. <laughs> because, man, like normally when I'm looking through releases that come out, I see like at least bands I recognize. Or yeah, things yeah. that, oh yeah, I recognize that. I don't think Scott would have listened to that. I know I didn't listen to that. But sure. on this one, I was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And nothing. And I couldn't recognize anything. Oh, no. I was able to fish some out here. Okay. I don't know how many of these you were on. I'm sure there's bands in 2011 that I don't even know the name of that yeah. you were listening to. So that, sure. that's probably that could have been a thing. At. Yeah. But let's start off with August 2nd, 2011. Fountains of Wayne put out Sky Full of Holes. Oh, man. Stacy's mom. Uh, incredible songwriter, from what I understand. I think he was like the John Feldman type like he was a oh, genius okay. he i believe he passed early in covid of covid he was one of the oh first, really like, i didn't hear about that he was one of the first like famous guys i'm not going to quote famous because that feels disrespectful right, right but he was one of the first known people that like passed from covid early i didn't know that i didn't know that also on august 2nd have you listened to necromantics because they put the record out what happens in hell stays in hell i don't think so uh, super like rockabilly kind of horror rockabilly. I kind of figured yeah. by the name. <laughs> yes, maybe I've I've seen like a coffin logo from them. I, that sounds right. Their logo is a coffin, I believe. Yeah, so I've seen it. I don't know that I heard, or maybe I heard them, but okay. I haven't looked at a whole project. I think they did a song called "Who Killed the Cheerleader" that I really loved. Oh, okay, really loved. Moving on to August eighth, Kanye West and Jay Z put out the collab album wash the throne i only kind of listened to that one yeah i, I think... was kind of already against kanye for no reason at that point okay which history tells us i was on the right side of things i mean everybody talks about that record though i know wow. but i just wasn't it didn't hit for me like i know everybody I listened... thought it did 
I know I listened to some of the some of the tracks, but I don't think I even to this day I don't I think I've ever say, listened to I it. I might as a whole. not have listened to the whole thing. I don't think I've ever listened to it as a whole yet. I will eventually, but as you could tell on the record we're talking about, they came out one day after. Yeah. I was in a different wave of hip hop at this time. I was different. not. Yeah, different space for sure. I was not listening to Watch the Throne. And for some reason, I felt like I couldn't maybe. I don't know. I, I just had know. no interest. I just had no interest. I wasn't making stands. I just probably had no interest. Yeah, I didn't. I just didn't feel it, which was really sad for me because I was a big J fan. See, maybe that's also it. Like I liked a record or two from Kanye prior, but even then only a couple of tracks. And then Jay-Z, like one or two records I liked. I liked the Black Album and I liked the Blueprint two oh not even one well those are just ones i listen to the most so oh, okay. like i don't i didn't really have a, uh, an opinion on the other ones reasonable like, doubt those, i didn't i've never see the two that i mentioned black album and blueprint two i owned blueprint two on cd for mm. forever so that was like my only experience to jay-z for a long time oh wow so then going into other jay it did feel different because i i wanted the at the time as you can hear i wanted the flashy cars i wanted the yeah. boat stuff and that's what blueprint 2 gave me yeah so like that's kind of where i wanted to be okay i gotcha got another hip-hop release here you may have been into august 9th royce to five nine put out success is certain oh yeah 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 big one for you there i think that was the first royce record i listened to okay knowing that he came from detroit mm -hmm. it was huge for me i, lo I love that record success is certain is super super good i've never listened we might have to do a Royce episode someday. Uh, what about a Royce draft? Does he have enough? Are we going to count group projects? I mean, we could. He he has those two records with Eminem, and then he has the Slaughterhouse records. He has eight studio records. So we could. And six collab records. I know he's got the two Slaughterhouse records, the two Bad Meets Evil records with Eminem. I think the Bad Mouth, Bad Mouth, I think the Bad Meets Evil record, Hell the Sequel, came out in August also. Until okay. this exact minute, I didn't know what that was. Gotcha. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's Royce and M. And then he has a Shady Records collab record, and then he has two with DJ Premier as P-R-Y, Prime, Prime. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know about that one at all. Yeah, one from 2014, one from 2018. Uh, I'm going to write down Royce uh, in our draft list all right i'm glad we got this off show talk on the show <laughs> good good shit coming out also august 9th flesh god apocalypse put out agony i know i was listening to flesh god apocalypse at this time i have no idea okay i don't have really anything to say either way about them to try to gotcha. convince you or not convince you but also on august 9th i know if you didn't listen to this then you've listened to it since this is mm -hmm. august 9th it's in waves trivium oh i was listening to it right then okay i was in on that record i loved that record a lot this was the time in my life when lucas we were taking him to daycare and they wanted him there at a scheduled time yeah so when i was working at sam's club i would have days where i worked from 2 p.m to 10 p.m but daycare wanted him there from like 9 a.m or 8 a.m you know, so I, I would drop him off at daycare and have hours to myself. And at this time, I was playing disc uh, disc golf a lot. Wow, Scott, that's a you just broke open a whole new know, realm right? of yourself. So I would go to a, a course close to the house, play disc golf by myself while listening to 
in waves by trivium wow that's like a... that that record reminds me of that time that is a whole mood there scott you are yeah. you were out there creating a vibe it was wild it was wild but i love that record i love trivium there's such a good band i wouldn't even have been able to pull that record when i was naming trivium records no that's no. like i know crusade shogun yeah, um, there's the other one that looks like Crusade. Like the In Waves doesn't have the same kind of cover art as those. No, other no, it's, it's very dark. Just a dark like cloud. It's it's so good though. Another hip hop release, and the last one for August 9th I have here is Ace Hood's Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Hey, I know that guy. Probably his most commercial record. It was the oh, one okay. with Bugatti on it, which I believe might have been his highest charting single. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was, and there was crazy big names on that track too gotcha uh, the, you know i woke up in a new bugatti which what a fucking song that was <laughs> waking up in a million in a brand car. new car yeah <laughs> friend of the show friend of, friend the, of show. the show Hood. yeah, yeah. Yep. august 12th death metal band vader i've, I've seen them around never listened though mm, me neither uh, welcome to the welcome to the morbid reich okay oh i don't like that name <laughs> it's a rough one yeah i don't i don't yeah. i don't like that there's there's certain uh there are certain things in history that feel like the words you have just been don't tainted. you just don't touch it <laughs> like i know that right on, its, on its own it's yes. not a a bad word but like <laughs> it feels it it just feels yeah. wrong yeah on august 15th experimental rapper danny brown i'm sure he wants to be oh love danny brown I'm sure he wants to be described like that uh xxx his record came out i love danny brown he, he has such a wild style wild flow wild voice so did you listen to the scare in the hose record oh no i want i kept meaning to it and then i forgot about it okay but i heard it's good ah it's it's something is it it's something i listened yeah. to it a couple times it's something yeah Dan danny brown danny, and jpeg mafia danny brown's from detroit too i think i did know that yeah i think i didn't he's a wild dude though he is a wild dude wild dude yeah coming out august 16th I don't know why. In my head, I thought maybe this was a Scott artist. The okay. War on Drugs? Uh, nope. Okay. They put out Slave Ambient, but in my head, I was like, maybe Scott's listening to them. I don't know why, because I don't think I even know what they sound like. I, I don't know what they sound like either. All right. August 16th, <laughs> a record we may end up hitting again. We oh. may end up hitting the same exact date sometime. Well, not a day. It's a week later. August 16th, Attila put out the record Outlawed. I think I've heard of Attila. Okay. And not good things. Oh no, there's um Outlaw's the last one for me. And okay. Attila have had a lengthy career since Outlaw. That's 2011. So that's 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and to me they've become more of a cringe core band. Okay, yeah, I've I've heard their Yeah. I think even Outlaw was pushing it for me, but I thought sonically it was good enough to hold me. Okay. Was but, there something with the vocalist? Yeah, in that band? yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was the he was on Made. He was on MTV's Made. Oh, <laughs> but, okay. But yeah, I think something did go down with him. I can't remember exactly what it is. I'm sure it's not great. Uh, yeah, I I feel like it's one of those scene vocalist situations that we come across every so often. Their first like demo slash EP, big fan of that, and then their oh, yeah. first record, I was a big fan of that too. And then Outlaw maybe caught me at just the right time that mm. I was. Like in a weird three or four year nostalgia Attila at that point. I oh, okay. Know. And then since then, no, I I know people that are still into Attila, and they're not really people I'm trying to 
like gotcha. that time with for the most yeah. part. Also on August 16th, Jeff Bridges, self-titled record. Jeff Bridges, the actor. Jeff Bridges, singer-songwriter, country record. Okay. I didn't even know it was a thing. But... Neither did I, but I, you know what? I would give it a listen. On August 19th, Gautier put out Making Mirrors. I don't know that record. Okay. I know you were. Well, I know yes. you're a friend or friend. I know friend. you are a fan of one of those guys. I always mix up Gautier, and then there's another guy like that. And then there's a third guy that died like that. And I mix all three of them up. I don't know who. Oh, uh, no. Gautier did that song, Somebody That I Used to Know. Yes. I, I yeah. know that's Gautier. Yeah. But I like that song. The, the other guy, which also I can't remember his name right now, but when I hear his name, I'll think about Gautier. James Blunt? No, absolutely not. Come on. Not a million years. What are you doing? It's like, a, sure. it's like a single word DJ name, I think. Oh, okay. Wow. It's not Avicii, but Avicii's like in there also when I think about it. Okay. August 20th, Scott. I know you were spinning this thing nonstop. Oh, no. Dead Zone by Mersbau. Oh, God, no. <laughs> mersbau has got that new record coming out. Yeah. Or did it come out? It would have been out by now. Yeah. <laughs> Long time ago. I think a couple months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know you checked it out. August 23rd, The Game put out the Red Album. I, I was so far from listening to any new game records. I don't think I ever listened to the Red Album either. I no idea. I think Documentary was the one and only game record that I ever paid attention to. I listened to. to to LAX, and okay. then whenever the Documentary Two came out, I listened to that. But I don't. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh wait, no. I listened to that brand new one that came out what last oh, year, Drillmatic or whatever. Yeah. Whoa. The and this, it was like eighteen minute Eminem diss track. Jesus Christ! It was terrible. Terrible record. I, I think there is some okay songs in there, but I don't know why he had to make it 33 tracks. It got lost in the friggin' mix. August 29th, Lil Wayne, the Carter Four. I never listened to the Carter Four. I I don't think I made it past Carter Three. Yeah, Carter Three is really good. Carter Five's good. Carter Four was a letdown, but I don't know. If I revisit it, maybe I'll appreciate it more. We need to do a we need to do a Wayne draft. Oh, that's a lot of mixtapes. I saw <laughs> it'd be like a Gucci draft. Yeah. <laughs> I saw an interview with Wayne where he was asked what, because I think the 25th, 20th, 20th anniversary of Carter three soon or something like that. Wow. No, it can't be. Can't be the 25th. No, Lucas is only 14. Maybe it's the 15th anniversary. Maybe. Cause I I was thinking when Carter three came out, I was riding around 3am listening to that while having Lucas in the car seat. But in the interview, he was asked what it meant to him. And what the Carter just, three meant to him? What the Carter three meant to him. And he said, to be honest with you, nothing. He's like, I don't know what, I don't know what's on Carter three. I don't know what's on Whoa. Carter one. I don't know what's on Carter two. He's like, I, I couldn't tell the difference between a song on Carter one and Carter five. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I work. He's like, I feel like God gave me the gift. And that's the curse of it is I don't remember the good stuff. Just put it out. Yeah. Just keep going. Wow. Yeah. And that was like sad, but I was like, wow, he's yeah. an animal, just an animal. That's wild. And yeah, super sad. Two left on my releases here. August here 30th, Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'm With You. God damn it. That's the pill on the fly cover, which I didn't know was Red Hot Chili Peppers forever. I'd see it and I'd be like, what the fuck is that record? And now that I know, I'm good. Was that on the list that we listened to? No. Thank God. And then August 30th, figured if there was one on this list at all that you were listening to or okay. have went back to listen to, it is The Spade by Butch Walker. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, that's what that... So there's three Butch Walker records that I keep considering giving you, and that's one of them. Okay. It's super good. I love Butch Walker. You know that. 
Yeah, I I would not even know who Butch Walker is if it wasn't Without, for how much yeah. you like Butch Walker. Yeah, yeah, I really really like him, and that record's super good. I'm probably not gonna pick it now because it's this time, it's the same time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, is that good or bad? Like that helps you limit it down more. Than no, yeah. You... So now I'm down I'm to two. Down to uh, Afraid of Ghosts and Stay Gold. All right. Are the other two records from him that I that I would pick? But did we already, did we already do a Butch Walker? No. No, sir. What, who's that singer-songwriter guy that we did an episode on? Elliot Smith? Nope, there's another one. Are we at this point already where we don't even know? Where we forget? Well, oh, Russ and Kelly. That's fine. Russ and, yeah, Russ and Kelly. You I were was not, thinking of Russ and Kelly. You were not a fan. And we had we had something. Butch Walker was on. Yes, he, he wrote a song for shit. Was it Pink? Was he, was he did some Pink stuff? Yeah, yeah, he did some Pink stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Okay. Yeah. So moving on to the Billboard Hot 100 week of August 13th, 2011, Scott. Yeah. These are the hits. These are the singles. These are Here what's we popping. Go. This is what's yeah. going on. This Number is five, How to Love by Lil Wayne. Okay. I don't know that song at all. I don't know it either. <laughs> and apparently maybe, neither does he. Maybe if I heard it, I'd remember. But nope. I, I don't remember any big hits off Carter 4 either. So, well, this one was obviously it. It was number five. Yeah, it was big. At number four, Give Me Everything. Pitbull featuring Neo, Afrojack, and Nayer. I'm not, I'm not a Pitbull guy. Mr. Worldwide. At number three, I, I like this track. I, okay. This, this is where I was at. Super Bass, Nicki Minaj. Oh, I, 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 I wasn't a fan. This one is for the boys of the boom. It says some top down AC and the roof is missing. When they come up in the club, he blazing up. Yeah, I was into that fucking track. Uh, <laughs> uh, apparently, a lot of people were. It was number three. Number two, last Friday night, TGIF, Katy Perry. Not a Katy Perry. I fan. love that track too. I was big. I guess Man, I was in the pocket were, this time too. Yeah, you were big in the charts. Big in the charts. Number one wasn't onto this one, but it's the oh. number one track. So a lot of other people were. Yeah. Party rock anthem. Oh no. LMFAO. No. God, if you could tell me one of these two features, even one, I will send you a hundred dollars in the mail. There's features on this. There's song. two features on. No, it. no clue. And I've never heard these names before in my life. Not a clue. And that, by the way, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to these people. They have a no. number one hit, like all the yeah. credit in the world. Lauren Bennett and Goon Rock. Nope. No Never idea. Never in my life. Never nope. in my life. Me neither. A couple ones farther down. At number six, just missing the top five, we have Rolling the Deep, Adele. Oh, God. Love it. At number 18, closest I could get to maybe Scott's on this charts, Pumped Up Kicks, Foster the People. Oh, I remember that song. That song is fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it's about school shooting. It's yeah, a, it sure a, is. It's a, it was a huge song, huge song. It's incredibly traumatic, yeah. And then 25, Moves Like Jagger, Maroon 5, Maroon featuring five. Christina Aguilera. Moves like Jagger. Oh, God, I hate that song. No, you love it. I, I just heard it. You love it. I'm, I'm not a Maroon 5 guy. I hated them when they started. Yeah. And then, but there was a part of me that liked that first hit. That this love has yeah. taken. I liked that song. I kind of liked it too. And then it just became too much. Yeah, I hated them then because people who were talking shit on my music listened to them. Right. And then later I hated them because they were shitty. Yeah, when they first came out, I wasn't a huge fan because his voice kind of grated on me a bit. I just got the longest one on these Hot 100 here is at number 14 still. Wow. 36 still weeks. 36 weeks on the chart. Yeah. If I Die Young by the band Perry. Think I if might I die young, bury me in roses. Something along those lines. Okay. I... Lay me down in a bed of roses. Treat me by the river. Something like that. Yeah, it's like a little indie country kind of track, right? 
Yeah, about yeah. death. So that makes me feel great. There you go. And now let's move on to what albums we're selling from. Yeah. Billboard 200. Here we go. Week of August 13th, 2011. At number five, we have four by Beyonce. Okay. Never heard it. I don't think I've ever listened to four either. Okay. At number four, My Kind of Party, Jason Aldean. I don't know if I listened to that one or not. All I know, I'm not going to say it. Every time I talk about a country song that I know from a guy, you end up telling me it's not that guy. So I'm just going to be Big Green Tractor. That's what I was thinking. Of, yeah, that's I Jay- say, And then you say, no, that's actually. No, that's, and then... that's Jason Aldean, Big Green Tractor. Okay. Yep. Okay. At number three. And I, this, this we we should mark this in the history books here because this might be one of the only times that Kelly Rowland oh, wow. got a win over Beyonce. Wow. Kelly Rowland at number three with Here I Am. Hey. So out of Destiny's Child and Beyonce is clearly the Uber star. Don't get me wrong. Beyonce is a probably a billionaire at this point. I mean, oh, yeah. together without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. But to see this little win Kelly Rowland got here, good for her. Good, Kelly. Kelly Rowland. Good for her. At number two, 21 by Adele. Yes. Such a good record. Such a good record. At number one. Yeah. Chief. Chief. Eric Church. Eric Church. Yes. Yeah, buddy. So you were in on that record. I don't think I was. I just know okay. it. Okay. And then I got three here that I thought you may have been into. Okay. Time of my life, three doors down at number 13. I don't think I was at this time of my life. If not now, when by Incubus. Was that a record or was, I mean, was that a full record or was that greatest hits type thing? Could have been great. As yeah, I don't, I don't know that one off the top of my head. And then at 43, Recovery, Eminem. Yeah, yes, Recovery recovery was a big one for me. Okay, I liked so Recovery a lot, then. a lot. And then for the longest, Scott, I got... I got, I got, a, I got a, like a couple here. Okay. It, oh, it, it got pretty, it got pretty wild. Like I did, like I did last week. Well, I also kept out. There are greatest hits records. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of greatest hits records being on the charts. I believe the Journey greatest hits had a lot. Okay, over 100 weeks. Guns and Roses had a lot. There's a regular Journey record on here that was on there for a while. Okay, but these are these are the top ones. Gotcha. Amy Winehouse, back in back black. To black. Yeah. 80 weeks, wow. 80 weeks on the chart. And that's at number seven. Wow. At number 29, Adele with 19. Yeah. 93 weeks on the charts. Wow. At number 65, The Foundation by the Zach Brown Band, 141 weeks on the charts. I'm trying to picture that cover. That's the first one. That the was the first fry. one. Oh, God, I love and that record. Toes. Yeah. I was a big fan of that record. I too. love I that record. record. Yep. At number 127, Fearless by Taylor Swift, 142 weeks on the charts. Doing it big. Still never listened. At, at number 72, Lady Gaga. Oh. With with The Fame, 144 weeks on the charts. Wow. Big. And the longest at 152. 152. Taylor Swift self-titled. Oh, wow. Okay. 242 weeks on the charts. Man, that's wild. So once you put it out, it was it didn't come yeah off. it stayed on <laughs> that's that's what it sounds like to me and then had another record come out and stay yes. on <laughs> yes yes wow she's she's a big deal seeing those numbers really brings the light like oh yeah she that she is one of the highest selling billboard charts oh yeah billboard artists of all time yeah i didn't know it but emily's a huge fan apparently yeah, you you mentioned that to yeah. me and i said it's wild that you've never even heard yep it. never even like i i think she just like likes her stuff on the radio i don't think she's ever listened to a full record Deep cuts she's not into the b-sides yeah not at all but 
Yeah, I I didn't know she was such a a Taylor Swift fan. I mean, she writes amazing. Well, for years she was writing amazing pop music, and now she's just writing whatever the fuck she whatever. wants. Whatever, and and what she wants becomes pop music. So it sells. Yeah, let's let's just give it to her. I guess. Yeah, her her name on anything will sell. All right, Scott. We talked about a little bit about the artists here. Yeah, we talked about where we're at music, other albums that came out, the charts. I had told you before we went into this. Mm-hmm. I gave you a couple rules you did. that you should that you have abided by. Yep. I said, uh, don't go in this expecting, you know, no lyrical poetry. Yep. Don't, don't. I mean, there's some fun lyrical stuff, but don't expect don't yeah don't expect any miracles. I guess is exactly what I was saying. Yep. And then I said it's more of a vibe. Yeah. And I I know what I'm expecting. Okay. But we're gonna get into this. Sure. Ferrari Boys, 12 tracks. Also, I feel like that helped. I feel like that's not as crazy long as a lot of records would be from these guys. Yeah. 12 tracks, 47 minutes, two seconds. Sure. Do you have anything off top you would like to say, or do you want to just jump into track one, Ferrari Boys? I I have a question. Okay. I'm not sure where I wanted to ask it, but I needed to ask it. Okay. What exactly do you get out of this record? I love this record. Okay. I I think it's fun. Okay. I love the energy. I love both guys. I think it's funny to hear Gucci rap something and make words rhyme that don't rhyme. Walker gets me so amped up. I love his delivery. I love his energy. Walker's always done it for me. I get that he became kind of a meme and I was going to do it in wrap up, but Walker has retired from music. He, oh, okay. he gave up. He made his money and he bought a farm and he doesn't care. Hey, good for him. But he he has admitted that he was corny. He has admitted that he, he once he saw that there was that quote unquote white boy market and like the MGK audience, <laughs> yeah. he said he took advantage he of, got the, in of on the that frats. Was... He took advantage of the college white boy market and made his money. He's like, I don't care. They, they, hey, I made money. Good for him. And Gucci as the, you know, trap elder. Mm-hmm. in this music yeah. like i love i love hearing the grimy shit and i love i love hearing the grimy shit this era of trap music where the grimy shit is becoming w- so well produced almost that it feels pop so i like like that juxtaposition of the pop with the grimy of talking about their lives and what they did and then also talking about look at this car with 35 inch rims okay <laughs> i was gonna say there there wasn't a whole lot of grimy in this no, basically just referencing how they got to what we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, this record I will tell you up front was giving given very mixed reviews. Like it wasn't. There's nobody that said this is an amazing record. Okay, it, it didn't happen. A lot of people said it was it was mediocre at best. All right, mediocre at best. And then the general consensus was kind of yeah, it, but there there's more studs than duds, so it's fine. Okay, it was like the consensus. It was like three stars, you know, two point five out of five all around. Gotcha. Very and very mid. It's, it's not even my favorite at all by either of these guys at all. But I figured it was the best way to get into it. Okay, because talent wise and production wise, you'll hear it a little bit different here and there, but. Once you get the vibe of them, that's the other thing. I just, I love them as dudes. Okay. And not as humans, because granted, they may have both done bad things in their lives. I don't know. But as musicians, like, I like them both, like their personality. So it okay. helps me a lot. All right. So you want to jump into it now? Did I, did I satisfy that question or no? Yeah, no, that, because I'm going to be honest, I was having a hard time getting anything out of this record. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. That's fine. It's, it's not my vibe. Uh, and, and you knew that. You knew that coming into it. So, 
like my my nose won't surprise you at all dog i, I was having a a tough time so as much as i said i listened to allison chains last week because i absolutely <laughs> it loved it opposite this week. no i listened to this thing as much as possible <laughs> to try to get something just because I know you tried so hard last week. Like you did, you yeah. tried so hard last week for yeah. something you weren't super comfortable with because I know your your take on grunge. And I was like, I have to get something out of this. <laughs> like there has to be something here for me. Okay. And I would I was struggling. I was struggling, bro. I mean, this is also the sound of hip hop that I fell most into. Like yeah. when I was like after I was after I decided like this is what I enjoy right like not not discounting any other genres or not even hyping this one up but just what my ear enjoys yeah what I what I wanted to hear yeah I, this is where I fell so like the production the sounds the time this is when I was I can't say most heavily into hip hop mm-hmm. because I'm definitely way more Obviously, into hip hop yeah. now than I was right this is when I was I had my finger on like specific artists sure. and like Waka was one of them. And because Gucci was so closely related to Waka, he, this he was lumped in. Uh, Ti, the Young Jeezy, I was really into. So it's just mm-hmm. I, the whole trap Atlanta stuff, I guess, was really appealing to me. Right. So let's let's not let's rip this bandage off. Then. Sure. Track one. We'll just get into it. Ferrari boys, and I did tell you, you did. The very first thing you hear on this record is Drama Boys producer tag. Listen to this track, bitch. Yep. I said, I hit play. I'm already listening to this track, bitch. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I planned on giving the rhyming boys with boys <laughs> a pass in Gucci's verse because it was so so icy boys. Yeah. yeah. Ferrari boys and so icy boys. Uh, I was going to give it a pass in the verse. I was like, okay. But then it's the entire hook. Yeah. That's what Gucci does. He just lives, man. And <laughs> I. Uh, I just can't, I can't. This is what made me work so hard <laughs> on this record in particular because the consistent rhyming the same word with Oh, Gucci loves it. He loves it. <laughs> Gucci loves it because he's Scott. He's so laid back. He doesn't have he doesn't have time to make up another <laughs> word. He, same word, man. I'm even, laid back. Whatever. Even when it's like an easy rhyme with a million other words. Nope. Same word. Same word. In there. Yeah. You could have said icy toys. Hey, two weeks. Yeah, right. Two weeks, Scott. Yeah, I did prefer Waka's verse to Gucci's okay. on this track. I was I was gonna ask what your like first opinion on their together on their rapping style and delivery. And I also mm-hmm. thought giving you Waka second helped because then you kind of you can get that energy will help you rise was, up out of Gucci's mud pit. I think I think I prefer Waka overall to okay. Gucci. Uh, there are some tracks on this record that I. I swing the other way where I like yeah. Gucci's verse more. Um, but yeah, I think Waka's definite difference in energy like is apparent. And I, I think I appreciate that more. I also don't want you to feel guilty that Gucci did that to you because for me, Gucci was an acquired taste. Yeah. It was like getting into a new subgenre of extreme metal for me. Like, <laughs> like once you get that ear, it's like, Oh, like it clicks. Like this is, this is what is happening. Sure. It's not just what, Okay, like there's still tr- Gucci tracks that I dislike. Okay, like, I will hear, I will li- be listening to a Gucci. That's why it's so hard for me to figure out what Gucci album or mixtape to give you because everyone I listen to, I'm like, oh, that's a bad song. <laughs> but I, I do love some of the other songs. Yeah, 
And I think a lot of it's an attitude thing too. I think that's what also helps me is it's an attitude for both. And of them. I, like it's a confidence. That's thing. why I asked what you got out of this record, because there's a definite big presence of attitude and just being obviously Gucci's comfortable with who he is because <laughs> yes. uh, he won't stop fucking talking about it. But that like, that's not like, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been there in my life. Yeah. That's why we've talked about it before uh, where even though I'm a J fan, the songs about check out this car with these rims, mm. with this money, with this boat, with this yeah. uh, like fancy flashy stuff is not really my vibe in hip hop, which yeah, it, I thought, which is hard because like, where are you going to get the other hip hop that I actually like? Yeah. You have to, basically keep your your fucking um, your your fingers on the pulse of the streets and yeah. before the guys break that's when you have to listen to exactly them. and it's it's tough or you get into the whole backpack subgenre yeah. and that's right in my wheelhouse See, i thought maybe the the like because you had already had rick ross with that opulence it might have helped a little bit there because you did have a little bit of experience with yeah that and you didn't have an altogether bad time with it no i think i i think i Said I would own the Rick Ross. I think so. Yeah. And I still would, but it was, I don't know, maybe it was just a different vibe or something. Well, I mean, it's Miami also versus Atlanta. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. And it was also 2009 versus 2011. Which isn't that big of a difference. I think in hip hop, in mainstream hip hop, it was, even though this is technically kind of still an underground record and Ross's first record was kind of an underground record, except for Hustlin'. Yeah. Hustling was big. All right, Scott. So let's move to track two then. Yeah. 15th and the first featuring YG Hootie. YG Hootie had this track. Okay. Uh, between between Waka and Gucci, I gave this track to Gucci. Okay. Even after rhyming town with town. Scott. It's Gucci. Yeah. Gotta love the Nolan Ryan name drop. <laughs> big yes. fan of that. Uh, I actually liked Gucci's ad libs in the hook. This This is one of my favorite hooks in like this decade of hip-hop this song i love it this song grew on me throughout the week when i first heard it i was like oh man what (laughs) what am i gonna do with this record i love like the the like every you i could break up every bar of that hook and and love it even more and more yeah like my homeboys will get you pay you on the 33rd is hilarious it is funny because hilarious yeah it's great Two pints of lean will have me slurring on my words. Also hilarious. Yeah. And how they're living, if we're being honest. I, I, as a parent throughout the rest of this album. Undertaker car, triple black drop bird is amazing. Yeah. Scott, stomach full of money. This is what I loved. So hundreds on a burp. Excuse me. Scott, I, th- that line, Waka's body shape at this time. He was a big was, boy. It, he, was, he was very lean, except he had a big gut. Oh, did he? And his whole joke to it all the time was, no, it's just full of money. Gotcha. So, like, stomach full of money, hundreds on a verb is so funny to me. Yeah. I love it so much. I, I played this song. I was driving around yelling this song, the, screaming <laughs> along with this hook. I fucking love this track. Yeah. Like I said, it grew on me. This one, this one actually grew on me quite a bit. This is one of the successes of this record. And I believe this is the highest, the quote unquote highest rated track on the record. Okay. Based off like Amazon music analytics. I don't know where those come from. Oh, okay. 
but I saw that it was like rated higher. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Moving on to track three, Breaker, when uh, one that when I was listening to this through, I was like, well, we got a, a Gucci Waka kind of sex song. I'm sure this is going to go great with Scott. This, this the Oh, man. <laughs> I, I've got to be honest. It's really hard for me to get through this one. I just skipped it. Yeah. Like when I'm listening, when I'm listening, also, that's the other thing. When I'm listening to some of this stuff, I will listen. And maybe this would have helped you, Scott. Maybe I should have told you, go in and listen to it how I used to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Listen to a minute of the track and skip it. Oh, okay. Listen to a minute of the track and skip it. And like, I think maybe the nostalgia is what keeps me around for the songs I don't like now. Like okay. Breaker, I don't think Breaker is a great song. I don't think it's a good song. Yeah, I don't I don't like it at all. But hearing it now within this record as a full album guy that I wasn't before and the nostalgia that I have with the rest of the record, I was fine with it. It's fine, whatever. But I wouldn't, it put it this way, it's not my top three. I know that. Well, that it's not my top 10. Okay. Out of, out of 12 yeah out of 12 songs, I thought that. <laughs> yeah I, I didn't i didn't like i didn't like that one at all so the next track mud music featuring titty boy aka two chains flaca is now in the habit of rhyming the same word with the same word it happens uh, yeah, apparently uh, uh the explanation of it being done in two weeks it's kind of apparent now yeah i know you said don't expect anything amazing lyrically <laughs> yeah but, but goddamn, this is like enough. the bare minimum. I didn't set the bar low enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gucci blew by Walk on this one. Two chains swept them both up. And the idea of putting codeine on ice cream hey, man. is a is a wild move. Yeah. Wild. And I think that's uh, that that's also why I love this, is because it's so out of what I know. Yeah. Like, like, even how do you even come up with the idea of putting codeine on ice cream? I don't know. <laughs> and I absolutely, I love Two Chains so much. I think Two Chains is one of the most underrated rappers. Yeah, I, you've talked about him quite highly. Yeah, and and you'll get a Two Chains record at some point, but it's that other thing of I need to figure out which, which one. one. And there are some Two Chains tracks I don't like. Right, but that's usually not Two Chains' fault from being honest. <laughs> But I love Two Chains, and Mud Music is another one that I was getting real into this week. Yeah, yeah, real into. So moving on to the next track, "In My Business" featuring Rocco. Do you think it would be possible for Rocco to actually rap on beat? Because because he he did it at all. It was it was rough. Um, <laughs> he's off just enough for me to think it's unintentional. Okay, like I I get some some rappers do it to like kind of prove that they can do anything yeah i think he had too much lean and was just going however i'll be honest scott there could that very much yeah. could be the, the the answer like we don't know yeah like, that could that's just as possible as apparent as... from the last track because <laughs> apparently in this studio everybody had syrup i think I only know Rocco from features. Okay. Like, I don't think I've ever listened to a Rocco record. All right. Rocco appeared on maybe some Ace Hood, maybe mm. some Rick Ross. Okay. I think Rocco was kind of just one of those guys that was around. Gotcha. I, w- I was not a fan of his verse on this one, but I will give this one to Gucci on this one, uh, on, okay. on this. Um I'm having a real hard time at this point getting into the record. And I think so, a lot of this kind of music for me too is I'm I'm so forgiving with it mm. also. I'm so forgiving and I have such a sh- uh, I, I put such a short memory on it. 
Okay. Like if like if something is awful or if something doesn't sound good, I just like okay, let's move on. Gotcha. No, don't need it. But I guess in the while we're you know putting a, a an album under a magnifying glass, it's gonna yeah. seem more apparent. Right. So moving on to the next track, which is young n words i'm not gonna say it yep don't say it that's not this podcast nope. that's not what's gonna happen maybe i'm just not young anymore okay uh so far though this is probably in my top three okay i don't know why i guess i just vibe with it a little more than the previous tracks which is really wild for me to say on this one because <laughs> yeah. well you couldn't quit singing along that's the thing you I, kept yelling the n-word i out never your once <laughs> sang along <laughs> to this track but the vibe of it, I felt finally. I want to say it might feel more street and less we made it. I think that might be what it is for me. But yeah, I, I just I felt this one a bit more. I'll take that. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on to Suicide Homicide featuring Wooda Kid and Wooda Kid, fellow 1017 Brick Squad label mate and Waka Flock of Flames brother. Oh, OK. That's cool. <laughs> Uh, so far, this is the most complete and enjoyable track. I like the split between Gucci and Waka. Not sure Wu the Kid needed to be a part of this track. His verse didn't really add a whole lot to it. Got news for you, Scott. His verses usually don't add a lot. To gotcha. It. There's a couple verses that he has that I really like, but it's just one of those like, oh yeah, you know, hop on the track. Yeah, it's just a, just a feature. His 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 verse didn't take anything away from the track. Mm. It was just there. But I did enjoy this song. So next up is Pac-Man. This second half of the record is either much better than the first half, or it's just broken me down so much that I'm kind of starting to enjoy it. The second half is a little, it feels more leaned towards the trap aspect where the first couple of tracks felt like the trap pop aspect. Yeah. Like you, it, it, The first couple were the ones that, felt like maybe they're aiming to be singles mm. and then these are more album cuts gotcha. I guess, if you will. yeah still not a huge fan of either of these guys pen games i really really like the horror movie instrumental on this one though i i think i think though the instrumental is great on this track but when i say great i mean for this album and that's all you should be comparing it to though yeah so good <laughs> uh but some of these instrumentals as I was listening to it throughout the week felt kind of, I don't, I don't know the right word to use, but like shallow. Uh, the only explanation I have for that, and I don't even know how to quantify it. Yeah. Trap music, Scott. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, they, it's really hard to put a word to it, but they just didn't, they didn't feel full. I think that may be attributed to, Maybe their files used versus samples. Sure. Or, or 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 the samples aren't. I think we're very what's the word? You're spoiled with uh, alchemist with alchemist <laughs> and 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 the amount of alchemist that you and I have both devoured That's for the past sure. couple of years. Yeah. And I think it's unfair to compare a lot of producers to alchemist. I get that. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of guy. I think alchemist just does what other guys do, but makes it fuller yeah. i think that's him doing it whereas that's the, like the sound is there but the fullness isn't i i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about and it is hard to, it is hard to put that into words but i i think you're right we definitely have been spoiled by alchemist production i think he needs his fun i don't want this shit i don't want alchemist to die i mean i hope he doesn't die for years Hell but i don't want no. him to die and then that's when everybody realized how good alchemist is oh no he's because i amazing I, 
people in hip hop know it, mm-hmm. but I think it's he's one of those guys that should transcend it. I mean, he yes, for he's sure. nominated for a Grammy for Alfredo. He should have won. Should have won that year, one hundred percent. But yeah, it becomes it becomes unfair to compare other producers, that, yeah. especially from twenty eleven, right? To that, modern day, and albums. that might be why I like I didn't vibe with this so much because. I'm so so into that kind of production now. Also, he's more instrumentation forward, where this is instrumentation, but electronic forward. Maybe almost. that's also what it is, because I was just thinking that in my head. Yeah. Like, it's not live instrument instrumentation. It's more like keyboard instrumentation. Alchemist makes his tracks feel like a, like a band. Yeah. Whereas... Most DJs, they sound like a beat machine. Yeah, and that's right. what this is. Yeah. This is like, hey, I'm a producer. I'm making beats. Right. Also, just a production note, most of this track was produced by in-house 1017 Brick Squad producer Southside. Only tracks not by him were Breaker, which is by Shife, an exchange student. In My Business was produced by D. Rich. Stoned was produced by Shoddy Red. And then obviously the opener produced by Drummer Boy. Mm. So then let's let's move on from Pac-Man and let's talk about Stoned. Nope. I refuse to let this one slide, Gucci Mane. You cannot rhyme Fred Flintstone hey, man. with Rolling Stone <laughs> yes, in a song can. called Stoned. You heard it. No. He did it. It worked. Unacceptable. No, he did it. No. <laughs> he succeeded. It did not work. See, this is another thing. Maybe I think... Oh, what's the word? Like, not colloquially. Colloquially. Nope. Wow. Maybe I think differently. Like, every person, because it's not Gucci Mane alone in the studio. Yeah. So every single person in the studio heard that and said, yeah, man. All right. Yeah. Or, like, this is why I could not be in a studio. Or did somebody say something and Gucci Mane's like, no, that's hot. And then they're like, the guy has 95 mixtapes. Yeah. Right. I guess, See, I guess he's fucking right. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I was in the <laughs> studio when this happened, I would say some shit and either get kicked out or killed. I mean, or he would just say, you don't know what you're talking about. I have records. It could have been that too. But <laughs> man, I, I would have been against this track 100%. Okay. So moving on to She Be Putting On. Featuring Slim Duncan. Also, I believe 1017 Brick Squad. No, I believe Slim Duncan and Wuda Kid. I misspoke. I don't think they were on 1017 Brick Squad mm. because Walker was on 1017 Brick Squad and then created Brick Squad Monopoly out of that, which was his own, like kind of how Benny had BSF. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So I believe Slim Duncan and Wuda Kid were on Brick Squad Monopoly, which was under the umbrella of 1017, 1017 Brick Squad. Gotcha. On an R.I.P. Slim Duncan, he was um, shot and killed after an argument with a local rapper. Oh, no. 20. Oh, December of this year. Oh, wow. Of 2022. No, of 2011. Oh, 2011. The the year this record came out. Oh, okay. He was 24. Yeah, he was preparing to shoot a music video when he engaged in a verbal altercation with another person. He was shot once in the chest with a handgun, rushed to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Damn, uh, the, the the rapper that shot him was arrested and acquitted of murder charges, but got 25 years in prison for a re- for a related assault and weapons charge. Man. So he was 24 on this track. And there is actually a Waka Slim Duncan 
collab album that I fucking love called Twin Towers. Oh, okay. It's fucking amazing. Because mm. Slim Duncan was six seven. Damn. Walk is six four, I think. Whoa. And I loved it. I I don't think I'll bring it to you because I don't think it's that kind of record. Sure. <laughs> Especially hearing what I'm hearing yeah. out of this a little bit. I don't think uh, outside of the collabs. I don't think we're getting our collab one. Let's put it that gotcha. way. We, we're, we're still. I don't care what you say. We're still no, getting Gucci and Walker. That's record. fine. Yeah, R.I.P. Slim Duncan. So sorry. That, what What do you think about Shibi putting on featuring Slim Duncan? I, I think I might have spoke too soon on my Pac Man notes. Okay. Uh, I just can't get into most of this album. Slim Duncan didn't do much on this track for me. I appreciate the idea that their respective girls get money, but they don't really seem to respect it. It's this is kind of a weird track because they're saying that their girls make money, but they got a house out of their girls. <laughs> like it, it feels like it should be like imp- an empowering track, but it's really just a yeah, my girl makes money that I take. But then I'm like, you just rapped for nine other songs about how you make so much money, mm-hmm. and now you're taking your girl's money. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm confused. All right. They're just getting money any way they can. I, I'm, I don't, I don't I have an argument for this song. I don't care either way about it. It's one of those that I'm just like, oh, whatever. I like Slim Duncan. I, I don't remember his verse off the top of my head right now. That's fine. I see it's, it's, it's even harder for me when I get into this because I just like Slim Duncan's voice. Like I like yeah. Walker's voice. I like Gucci's voice. Yeah. Like, I don't, their voices do it for me. I don't have any problems with their voice, voices mm-hmm. at all. That's not an issue on the record at all. It's yeah. what's coming out of their voice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's that's been the problem for me. So the next track, not produced by Southside, produced by Fat Boy. Mm. So many things. Okay, when did this record come out? 2011. 2011. When was the last time Saddam Hussein was relevant? When was Saddam killed? I don't know. I feel like it was way before 2011. 2006. <laughs> Do the majority of listeners of this record even know? who he is or was. I think everybody, I think everybody knows who but Saddam really? Hussein was. But yeah. Really? It was huge. He was huge so, in on the news for many years. And then when he died, it was un, it was oh, everywhere. I agree. But do these people know why he was huge? I feel like this is a terrible reference for a record coming out in 2011. I don't know. I mean, I would have been... I'd have been 21 and I knew, I don't know. Yeah, but you would have been 21. But I don't, I don't think the age for a lot of this record was, uh, was, was young. I think, I think the the demo for this record was your age was me and maybe even people older because especially if people are into Gucci, they're going to be older because they come, they come up listening to Gucci. I just felt like people who were to been into Waka would have been younger. I don't know. Cause when I was listening to Waka, I felt like I was, I don't know. It's it feel, it's really weird to think of because yeah. Waka has always felt like it was aimed towards younger people. That's what I'm saying. But when I was listening to Waka at 21, I didn't know anybody younger than me that knew who Waka was. Okay. So was it just the young, like that that young portion of that specific hip hop fan? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought the Saddam reference was a wild reference. I'm not here to fight. In 2011. I'm not here to fight for that. Maybe 10 year, 10 year anniversary, nine 11 is yeah. why we were bringing it up. I don't know. Saddam had nothing to do with that though. Hey, we still went in there. Yeah. There's nothing here for me. That's it. That's it. Moving on to the closer. Also produced by fat boy too loyal featuring slim Duncan. Slim again. Duncan killed it on this one. 
Okay, there he is. He's got something. Yeah, he killed it on this one. I I just don't get down with Gucci or Waka, I guess. Okay, and that's fair. And you'll have full albums by both of them. And that's maybe it'll be it. different with full I albums. It. I doubt it. <laughs> I'm I'm still gonna give it a shot. I think it'll be worse. I'm sorry. I think it'll be worse. I'm so sorry. I'm just calling it. I think it'll be worse. There's no, nothing for you to say sorry for, Scott. We're not here as a as as, as combatants. I no, I know. I just <laughs> like I said earlier, I know how hard you tried with Alice in Chains. I tried to give it that much of a go with this one. And man, Scott, I've been in the same position that you're in right now for like five rounds. Yeah. So I know the feeling where you tried so hard to get something and you got nothing. I've been it's just I get so it. rough. And I don't like, I don't necessarily know why. I can only think that it's because like this subgenre era time of music. You were so out of all. I of just it. not, yeah. That's all I can guess. It's a possibility. I still have a top three though. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna ask. Do you just have a not three that aren't in the bottom? No, no, I have a, I have a top three. I definitely okay. do. What are your top three? Uh, number three is Pac Man. Okay. Number two is Fifteenth and First. Okay. And number one is Suicide Homicide. Okay, and Mud Music didn't make it. It would be five, maybe. Okay. Young ends would have been my four. Okay. Uh, just because I did feel that vibe. Fifteenth and the First is my one. I like that song. It, like music I said, is... it grew on me a lot, a lot. Mud Music is my two. Okay. And then. Yeah, let's go Suicide Homicide is three. I could throw Pac-Man at three. Scott, I could throw a stone at three. I like that vibe. I'm, I'm a fan of it. That one was <laughs> not me. <laughs> Again, me liking this as much as I do this time around, and when I revisit it, maybe a lot of nostalgia. Mm, yeah. It, it, there's a definite possibility of that, but I still do love this record. Qu- some quick cleanup here before I ask you the question. Sure. This album peaked at number 20 on the Billboard 200. Wow. It was number five on the U.S. top R&B and hip-hop albums, and it went number four at U.S. top rap albums. Wow. Now, the cleanup for Waka Flocka and Gucci. Yeah. On March 15th, 2013, Gucci Mane announced that frequent collaborator and close friend Waka Flocka Flame was dropped from 1017 Brick Squad Records. The two rappers proceeded to throw insults back and forth on Twitter. Though it was reported that Gucci's Twitter account was hacked, Waka stated, don't let the media fool you, this shit real, shawty. On March 27th, 2013, during an MTV Jams interview with Sway, Waka explained that he would never do music nor business with Gucci Mane ever again. Whoa. Neither of the rappers have explained where the controversy originated from. Waka had stated, I guess we both be at the finish line and we just go in our own routes. That's all I can say. What's the reason? Sometimes it's none of your fucking business what the reason. Just understand two men want went their own ways, but it's no problem. In October 2013, Walker released a diss track towards Gucci Mane entitled Ice Cream. Damn. On November 19th, 2013, it was revealed Gucci Mane had filed a lawsuit against Waka Flocka, Waka's mother, Deborah Antney, OJ the Juice Man, rapper Kaya Stone, and producer Zaytoven. The lawsuit accuses the parties of fraud, racketeering, and breach of contract. Damn. According to Gucci Mane, Waka's mother, Antony, took control of his 1017 Brick Squad records without permission and used it to create three separate offshoot labels. Gucci also accused the parties in the lawsuit of withholding royalties and inflating the cost of label expenditures. In his lawsuit, Gucci Mane also says that Antony took more than the typical 20% management fee. Gucci Mane also alleges that Antony's actions led to them ha- to, to his having money and tax problems. Holy shit. Waka Flocka would post a tweet on September 20th, 2014 to his verified Twitter account that included an old picture of himself and Gucci Mane with the caption hashtag no beef, confirming oh. that the two had buried the hatchet. Well, that's good. 
In a February 2017 BBC radio interview, Waka Flocka addressed his relationship with Gucci Mane, questioning his former mentor's street credibility and nixing the possibility of a Brick Squad reunion. Oh my God. Back and several forth. Days, several days later, Walker released Was My Dog, a diss track aimed at Gucci Mane with the cover art featuring a silhouette of the rapper. Wow. And that's where we sit now. What a wild mood swing that wrap up was. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so they're not friends. Uh, apparently. Gucci said he will never do business with Brick Squad again. Okay. And then he renamed his label 1017 Records. Well, it was something else, I think. And then he moved it back to 1017 Empire. Okay. So it's not like 1017 Empire, 1017 something LLC. I don't know. Wow. But, and then Walker is essentially retired from music, although Flockavelli 2, he has been teasing for 10 years now that he says it's been done. There was a time like a year or two ago where I felt like would have been the perfect time for him to throw because there was nostalgia from his old stuff. Okay. And there were people were getting into that. But now I think that time's passed again. So I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever see it. Right. I, I don't know. And he he's happy, which hey, that's that's all I hope that's for the goal. anybody, to be honest with you. Yeah. So Scott, I feel like I don't need to ask the question, but I have to ask the question yeah. because it's the podcast. Yeah. Scott, Ferrari Boys, Gucci Mane walk a flock of flame. Is it a throne? Nope. Is it a known? Mm -mm. Is it a phone? Probably not. And is it a groan? Scott, what is it? Yeah, yeah, it's a groan. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw it coming. I, I, knew it I tried. I tried so hard, man. Yeah, I've been there, Scott. I know yeah. the exact feeling you're at because I've done that exact thing. I've tried very hard for many records and oh, yeah. they did nothing for me. Yeah. So it just happens. It happens sometimes. Yep. Who knows? Maybe maybe it's a different week. No, probably not this one. This probably, <laughs> not, probably not this one. Probably not this one. <laughs> But all right, so Scott, this wasn't the other thing you were listening no. to, although it sounds like you listen to it a lot. I What's did. Record of the week? My record of the week is actually from a local singer-songwriter, Matt Wixon. It's called Redacted okay. Memories. Our friend of the show, I was going to say CEO of Joy Road Media, uh, Mike, Mike Bobbitt put me onto him. Okay. And it's just a um, a solo kind of punk rock acoustic uh, record that i really really felt uh this week it, it's fantastic i really really enjoyed it yeah super good All right there's he's he's not put it out physically uh until there's a demand enough and somebody wants to put it out physically so it's just being put out uh digitally i think on Bandcamp. you can buy it for five bucks or stream it on on amazon that's where i listen to it um, but it it's really good. I really enjoyed it. All right. My record of the week is um I'm as you know, I'm doing my alphabetical lists on well, everything. Yeah. But <laughs> rappers, and I'm on B. Okay. And they use first name as B, not last name. So I listened to the record Broad Street Bully by Beanie Siegel. Oh, Benny Siegel. Okay. And I fucking loved it. Yeah. I thought it was fucking excellent. I don't think I've never listened to a Beanie Siegel record at all. Period. Okay. But he does have a line on this record that I don't think needs to be said. There could you could have went many different ways. Oh no! And it's I'm on your ass like a hemorrhoid. <laughs> yeah. And I got a four four that's about to flare up. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Scott. Love it. We could have went anywhere else with that. Come on. Anywhere. Anywhere else. That's solid. But yeah, I like that. I like the record a lot. I thought it was good. Yeah. All that's left, Scott, is what we're doing next week. But you're yeah, not going to be a record. No. It's draft week. It is draft week. And we are drafting the uh, the punk stalwarts, no effects. Yeah, we are. 
So we, it, it is our biggest draft pool we've ever done. I think fifteen There's albums, 15 records, yeah, yeah, fifteen studio albums. We've never done fifteen. This is the longest, the biggest draft we've done so far. Although you could say that the label drafts were there, but we didn't have yeah, to listen to every record. Yeah, I, I don't consider the the victory draft the same. It's not the same because you'd have or to the Broadway. Although, if you add in all the Blink Universe records, it may have been close to fifteen. Depends on how you looked at that. So next week, no effects discography draft. Yes, sir. It should get interesting. It, I got some thoughts. I have some thoughts too. I have maybe some hot takes also, which is always a possibility on the show. You might not be the only one who has some hot takes. <laughs> so if there's nothing else, Scott, let's yeah. end this fucking nightmare. Let's put this fucking horse out of its misery. Yeah. You got three broken legs and it's laying <laughs> on the ground and we got to put this thing down. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Pod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Contact us anywhere to tell Scott how wrong he is about this record. Please it's do. Fine. It's not. He's not wrong. <laughs> People's opinion aren't wrong. If you don't like something, it doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. Listen to what you love. Love what you listen to. Yes. Always that. Listen to something new and listen to something you love. That's your homework. That's it. Are you listening? Are you listening? Waka, waka, waka. Moves like Jagger. Oh, God, I hate that song. What exactly do you get out of this record? I refuse to let this one slide, Gucci Mane. I'm on your ass like a hemorrhoid. And I got a 4-4 that's about to flare up. Don't let the media fool you. This shit real, shawty. <laughs>